0: The following content is from Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters, a gospel-driven, high-adventure camp in Western North Carolina. Go to SWOutfitters.com to learn more about our camps and conferences. Enjoy the message.
1: It was so pretty today, wasn't it? just amazing. Oh my goodness. And uh, I've had a lot of really cool uh, conversations with people um, today about things we talked about last night, things we talked about this morning and I hope that those conversations are going to continue when you go to share groups later on. Um, and this is such a unique weekend because of this, just the specific focus or emphasis being on relationships. And right now, um, the, the world is trying to redefine something that God has already established. And I want you to know that that's not a new thing, you know, like when we're seeing this happen, that's not new, that's always been the way it's been. Um, but but it's important that we understand, and we've talked about this at this point, the things that we've talked to up to this point, we understand what it is to hear from God, what it, what conviction is. I hope that after this morning you've got kind of a, maybe you've got a little bit better understanding of when, when someone says i felt convicted over that or i felt conviction from god hope that you have an understanding of repentance um but but again that we want you to just learn to walk with the lord and walk in in your faith and so tonight we do things a little different um i love to have like a working example of the things that we're teaching, and so sometimes we'll do drama, skits, things like that. Y'all know I'm a storyteller, so I'll, I'll typically use a lot of illustration when I'm teaching. Have you noticed that? And those illustrations are not just so that you're entertained by stories, but so that those illustrations and stories help us understand biblical truth. You know who else taught like that? Jesus did, he would tell stories, he'd do parables. So it's a a model of teaching to have illustrative things or examples from life or visuals. And so Jesus would be walking with his guys and he would pull some grain. Did you know this? He'd do this all the time. He would pull some grain and he would go, let me tell you a lesson and he would use that grain. Have you ever read those stories? Or he'd say like, hey, you see this tree right here? And then he would use that as a prop to tell a story. Um, but then also, he would use people's stories and situations to teach other people. So tonight we got two couples that are come, going to come out, and um, and we're going to let them introduce themselves. But we're going to talk about their individual um, stories of dating and relationships. And ladies, it's going to be so romantic. We're going to. This is Valentine's weekend. Um, this is wonderful because. Valentine's Day is the most important holiday all year. Um, it's so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> I did not expect that kind of reaction. Um, but but it is fun when people give you candy. All right. So I'm just saying, like, if you get some candy out of the deal, that's a good thing. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna um, have these guys come out. We're gonna ask a few questions. We're just gonna have. I want this to feel like a conversation. And I'm just going to talk to these two couples. Um, We have uh, one couple, Grandma and Rose, who actually, their home church is here. Um, That is Three Rivers, all right? That's their home church. Um, And they are uh, part of the church that I'm a part of here in the Valley. And then um, we've got one of our staff couples. uh, And their, Donovan's home church is here. Where y'all at? Right there, Three Rivers. So that's pretty cool that... um, that we've got some folks that, that know these guys, but I want you to just feel like you're entering into a conversation where you're just, you're listening, but I want it to feel real casual and relaxed, okay? If you've come to Snowbird before, you're like, wait a minute, they're not having a sermon? That's crazy. Yep, well, you've had two today. That's more than most days, right? That's more than you have most days. And so uh, tonight, we want to give you some good application feel like from there, we'll go into share groups, and then we'll have another worship service tomorrow morning with a sermon. Okay, so you guys come on out, and we'll we'll jump right into it. Um, I'm going to just stand off to the side. Man, oh man, you what? What a welcome! Holy smoke, that was awesome! All right, so. Um. I've kind, of, I've kind of given you, you guys an introduction, um, and so what I'm going to do is just let's each couple, just quick introduction, name, where you're from, and how long you've been married. Let's start there so these guys have some context.
0: I am Donovan Greenwood. Uh, I'm from Huntington, West Virginia, and we've been married a month and five days.
2: i'm elizabeth greenwood and i'm from manchester tennessee it's like an hour south of nashville tennessee
3: um i'm graham garrett and uh we're from rome georgia uh (laughs) right there and uh let's see we've been married for five and a half years
4: and i'm anna rose and i'm from rome georgia
1: and we'll get more into their stories that's going to be fun um let's start I want to start with some fun like just some fun questions um and uh and so <clears throat> I think that'll be I think that'll be cool uh, let's talk first about biggest differences in your personalities biggest differences if you need to take a minute think about it um whoever's ready to go first can go first
0: biggest difference in your personalities oh I'm ready <laughs> um so I'm definitely the more laid back Free-spirited, not too organized type. I'm also not very talkative. Um, Elizabeth is kind of talkative. If anyone, if any of y'all know her, you know that. Um, she's definitely more organized and put together, high energy, loves talking to people. Um, so that's I think that's our biggest difference.
2: Yeah, I would agree that that is our biggest difference. <laughs> um, I also love lists, and I don't know if you make lists too frequently. That's nice yeah he doesn't like lists um (laughs) so yeah i'm very organized and like i don't know just like things to be in order but i also am like super loud and crazy on the way here he was like sitting quietly in the car and i like turned the music all the way up and was like "Ah!" so i'd say that's probably our biggest difference
1: (laughs) which is really funny because don is a really good drummer so that's what do you like that noise you like you like if you're making the noise Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, okay (laughs) Just
0: not if other people I'll let are making the drums it. do the talking. Let the
1: drums do the talking. That's that sounds like a mantra for life
0: alright write that down.
4: Um, I definitely think that I'm more of the extrovert, and I could probably talk to myself in a mirror. And Graham is pretty satisfied just going on a hike by himself. And yeah, could go days without seeing a human. So,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> 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 oh man. That's so great. I, I do like people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, 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 no. I get it. I get that. I'm, I'm, that makes sense. Um, here's, this is a fun question that somebody asked, uh, what is, what is, uh, each of you, what's your go-to food choice? go-to food, trist- or, like, what's your favorite food? And then, because I want to see. Other person, or do you oh, yeah, no, it's not like a, no, it's not like a game show, but, like, <laughs> if you want to answer for the other person, that'd be fun, too. We could do that. Um, favorite food, like, like, Little loves Indian food, Indian food, um, so, like, that, or just, I mean, I love some Taco Bell. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not
3: ashamed to say I love Taco Bell, so,
1: yeah, roll with it.
3: If we're, if we're together, it's going to be Asian food yeah. of really any kind, but uh, individually pulled pork
0: barbecue. Mm. For me. For, mm.
4: for him. And then for me, it's pizza because I'm solid. high class. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Both solid choices. Yeah. Me personally, I could eat breakfast any meal of the day. Um, if we're together though, the place we go to the most is Panda Express. We Panda Express? Us, we love us some Panda Express. <laughs>
1: really? Yeah. That's good. It, now, would y'all classify Panda Express as Asian food? No. Yeah. Yeah. More like mac and cheese. That's kind of in the like same category like as mac and cheese, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like
2: a fun Asian food, but not like really. Okay. Asian right. food. It's, it's like,
1: indulgent Asian <laughs> food. <laughs> it's like when somebody says McDonald's is American food. Yeah. It is, but yeah. you get the yeah, picture. Right. Um, okay. Uh, what, let's, let's do one more fun one, and then we'll start to move towards more serious, but I still want, the, I want, to, I want this to be enjoyable for y'all and for, for the, the audience. So um, taste in movies, movie taste. You're going to sit down. Okay, so you're going to sit down, watch a movie together. Nobody's going to be around. If, if he chooses the movie, what, what, what are you watching? And if she chooses the movie, what are you watching?
2: So I don't really like movies very much. Um, but Donovan loves movies. So if I were to pick, it'd be like musical type movies, like Sound of Music or something like that. And then for you, I don't know, like action, adventure?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. An- another way of saying, because he is male. <laughs> like, I want to see something get blown up. I want to yeah. see a car go fa- There's a reason there's nine Fast and Furious <laughs> movies all with the exact same plot that's <laughs> about this deep, you know. So. What about y'all?
3: Um, I, so many times I've typed in on Amazon uh, movies like Lord of the Rings, and, and only Lord of the Rings comes up, so I'm like, well, I'll watch it for the 59th time. <laughs> I mean. Yeah.
4: I also am a sucker for a British period drama, so that's probably mm-hmm. my movie of choice. Are you a big Little Women fan? I love Little Women and Pride and Prejudice. Yes, and anything that has like dry humor. Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah. I'm paying. British sitcoms. No. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay.
1: All right. Have you seen uh, Have you seen um, All Creatures Great great and Small? Yes. Is that not wonderful? It's amazing. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's good. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Who's a
0: better storyteller? You're at a dinner party. Who's a better storyteller? Uh If you want the short straight to the point version, get the gist uh, as quick as possible, ask me if you want every little detail as like just the entertaining version, song and dance hand motions, ask <laughs> elizabeth' Because she will way more fun i'll tell it way shorter, and so I would say she's a better storyteller but
1: it's it's so funny because you yeah.
0: yeah i know i know
1: that, i mean exact same thing exact same thing yeah. I have I have set The first time we ever had really interacted with y'all was that we were having supper over at the Jones's house, yeah. and you told your parents. Tell tell your parents. Can you do like a short version of their getting married story? This is a uh, dating and purity and. Yeah, I can is that fine? Short,
3: yeah, yeah. short yeah.
1: version. Is there a short version? Maybe Wait I a minute. Should, okay. I'll,
4: I can do like. <laughs> Twenty second version.
1: No, like, like a minute or two. Oh, a minute. It's a crazy okay. story. It's awesome.
4: Okay, yeah. So my parents, whew, all right, okay. They. My mom, both of them came from really rough family situations. Um, neither of them came from a believing background. My mom became a believer in college. My dad was not a believer. My mom was the one who initially shared Christ with my dad. And on their second meeting, my dad professed his undying love for my mom. And she rejected him. And this is like terrible dating advice. Do not do what they did. Um, My dad was like kind of obsessed with her. My mom was like, you're not a believer, so we cannot be together. Um, He continued to pursue her for 10 years. And she dated other people. And my dad was like, you should not date this guy. We have a way better connection. Yeah, crazy. Anyway, long story short, my mom ended up being the one who prayed with my dad to receive Christ, and then he had, like, a completely radical conversion from death to life, um, which was a really cool story in and of itself. Um, Then my mom was like, oh, no, he's a Christian, and I like him. (laughs) Um, So then they got together. She was terrified of commitment. They broke off their engagement three times. And then my dad was like, okay, if we're not gonna be together, don't reach out to me. And if you do, then you're essentially saying that you're ready to marry me immediately. So she was like, okay. And they separated for about six months. Eventually she broke down, picked up the phone one day and called him. He showed up at her house five minutes later and they eloped.
3: That's so great.
4: Yeah. And they are still together
3: Wait, so the judge. Tell
4: them the <laughs> oh and they went to a courthouse so my dad was like get in the car we're getting married and my mom was like i don't know and he was like you called me you agreed to the terms <laughs> and yeah so then he like put her in the car and they drove to a courthouse and my mom was sobbing so hard because she was so terrified to get married and thought she was making the wrong decision that the judge stopped the proceedings and he was like, sir, are you coercing this woman into marriage? And my dad was like, keep going, keep going, don't worry about her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he was coercing the judge. Yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, and that's how they got married, that's 25 years.
1: So, yeah. what, so what was it, so you grew up then in a Christian home. Yeah. Both your parents, they're yeah. still together.
4: They're still together. And they, uh, I was a missionary kid, MK, they ended up going overseas. And that was a big part of my story and their story. And um, yeah, they definitely like had no foundation for honestly parenting at all. So it was, but they've been very vulnerable with that and um, communicated really openly about that and their struggles. And so it hasn't been perfect. It's been rocky, mm-hmm. but it's been really good. Um, and
1: that's what you grew up, and that's that's, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. So let's roll right into yeah. Graham. What was your your upbringing? Did you grow up in a Christian home?
3: Yeah, Um, I I grew up in a very, <clears throat> churched, home, but I, I wouldn't say a very Christian home. Um, uh, I think uh, our our Christian life in our family was relegated pretty much to Sunday morning. Um, and, uh, I didn't really, uh, I didn't really see that I was not actually walking with Jesus, uh, until I was in college. Um, I, I had a I had a working knowledge of a being God who was there ready to smite me. But, um, that was never, it was never a love for God until uh, some guys in a really boiled down version some guys reached out to me saw that I was in a really low place um, during a very uh, rough dating relationship that I was in in college and, uh, different girl. yeah with a different girl um, <laughs> and, uh, and they sort of brought me into their discipleship group and taught me how to pray uh, taught me that um, people could change and uh, taught me how to walk with Jesus. So that, that was really, that was my family life and what I came out of.
1: Okay. Let's keep going with that. Cause I think, I'll, I'll explain to y'all why I think it's, it's helpful to hear this part of the story. Um, Elizabeth, what, what was your upbringing like as far as what you saw in your parents' marriage? Are they believers?
2: Yeah, so my parents have been married for, I think it will be 35 years this March. Um, but they love the Lord. They're, like, great, awesome, godly parents. And so I grew up in a really, like, loving and um, great home where they, like, modeled what a godly marriage should look like. Obviously not perfectly, but they they really did strive to love one another like Christ. And so from a really young age, that was something that I, like, had hoped for in a marriage. And now I'm super, super thankful to see that I've, like, been able to have that in my marriage with Donovan. Um, but, yeah, it was... Um, I came to know the Lord whenever I was really young and obviously there are ups and downs through that but um, I'm really grateful that I was able to have like a solid Christian home and see a picture of a godly marriage from a young age.
0: Um, yeah, both of my parents are believers and they're very involved in the church and they're the ones that uh, they led me to receive Christ, taught me how to pray to Him and just what the process was. Um, spoke a lot about uh like what he did for me and dying on the cross for my sin though I didn't deserve it and so they were very intentional with just sharing the gospel with me and my brothers daily um they served in the church a lot with our youth group and in kids ministry and they were heavily counseling um a lot of the students there and so I got to watch a lot of that and just learn I was lucky to learn from a lot of like different scenarios of just getting to see my parents invest into these other students. Um, and so they they had a lot of experience in that area that was definitely super helpful in my upbringing as a young believer.
1: I, I want to point out to you all, like <clears throat> we listened to that part of the story, and it could be that you get a little bit um, – I don't want to say, I don't want to say discouraged, but some of you might uh, might feel like, man, well, well, sure, it's easy to if you grew up in a Christian home, your parents love the Lord, you find a Christian boy or girl, their parents love the Lord, you've never gone through broken relationships, there hasn't been abuse, there hasn't been abandonment, it's easy to kind of think, well, that story doesn't really connect with me. But what I would say to you is like when you hear those of these guys that are saying, yeah, my parents love the Lord, um, I, I, I would go in each one of those situations and we start with Ann Rose and say, yeah, but they their parents before them didn't. Someone has to say, a gospel legacy begins right now in our family. We're going to establish, we're going to drive a stake in the ground. We're going to plant our feet firmly and solidly on a foundation that is in Christ. And we're going to, We're going to do things the way God wants us to do things. And you may have Christian parents that have reflected that and examined that, and you may not. You may may come from a a, a situation where you've never seen that in the home. But what I would say to you is go back to everything we've talked about up to this point. Christ is the one that's going to shape and redeem what relationships uh, can be. Not what by the rules they're supposed to look like, but what fulfilling, lasting, eternally significant relationships look like. And see that in Christ, and then write your own story and start your own legacy. You know, it's it's, it's a it's an incredible opportunity to do that. Um, what? Let's talk about. So then, <clears throat> and and I know, I, I saw firsthand y'all's Donovan and Elizabeth's relationship play out. Um, I mean, how old were you the first time you were a camper here, Donovan? I was twelve. Twelve as a camper. So you grew up coming to Snowbird And what were you?
2: 14, I think.
1: So, they came as campers. I think both of y'all were on Servant Team, which is our high school staff program. Um, Then came as interns. And so I've seen that play out. But it's still like for uh, just talk, let's both couples talk a little bit about what the the dating relationship looked like. Um, It can be serious, it can be funny. It doesn't doesn't really matter. Just be candid.
2: Okay. (laughs) Um, So, Donovan and I are. Um, I guess like our time of dating was really just fun. I think whenever I look back on it, um, I think in a lot of ways we really did have a strong solid friendship going in to our relationship. So in a lot of ways it just kind of felt like we were just hanging out, but also getting to know one another um, intentionally and trying to like just really evaluate like whether or not we wanted to spend the rest of our lives together. Donovan was really uh, intentional on the front end with saying and expressing his desire to hopefully have our relationship lead to marriage. But he didn't do it in a way where it was like, if you don't, like, if, you, if this doesn't work out, like, it's, you got to decide right now. Whenever, like, we first started dating, it wasn't like that. It was more just, here's my intentions. Like, if you want, you know, if that's ever something that I didn't want, he made it really clear, like, to get, I guess, that I didn't have to feel the pressure um, whenever we first started dating, like this has to end in a marriage. Cause I think a lot of times in like Christian dating culture, you can almost like, at least for me as a girl, like work up in your head, like, Oh my gosh, if this person isn't the one, like everyone's going to think I've like ruined la 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 la. So, um, anyways, I don't know. What else did I say about us dating? You can take it from here.
0: Thank you. Um, <laughs> I remember a big thing that we had stressed in our relationship was that if it didn't work out, my prayer is that we are both closer to the lord than before we were dating so i never wanted if there was any like breakup or anything i didn't want there to be any regret in the relationship hmm. um so it was very intentional and just like my goal was to push elizabeth to grow in her relationship with the lord and um we both had that same goal she pushed me a lot to grow in my relationship with the lord but yeah it was just it was slow and intentional and really fun
1: that's uh right there's your there's your your goal in your dating relationship, when, when we, if this ends in, in, like, marriage, then we will have grown closer to Christ. If it doesn't, we will have grown closer to Christ, and we will be better for the next person that God maybe brings into our life. That's, that's an incredible testimony. Um,
0: and y'all met at Snowbird.
1: Did you talk to her dad before you start dating her? What did that look like?
0: No, but I wish I did. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I didn't, which was very, like, immature, was it was just inconvenient. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he lives in Tennessee. Both her parents live in Tennessee. They're still married. But, you know, four hours away, and it would have had to have been, like, a phone call of, like, oh, hey, I've never met you, but I like your daughter. Can I date her, please? Mm -hmm. And he would either have to say yes or no. um, Or what hopefully would have happened is he would have said, well, let's wait a little bit. I want to meet you, and then we can talk about it from there. Um, so that wasn't something that I did, but I definitely wish I would have. Um, for sure, before I proposed, though, yeah, I got the blessing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably good. Did y'all, y'all are older, because uh, y'all, how old were y'all when you started dating?
0: I was 20, and you were 19.
1: Well, that was that about the same with y'all? Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, ancient. Um,
3: let's see, what was that, 21, 22? Yeah. You were... 18.
1: Yeah. And then did you did you go talk to her dad? Nope. No. And <laughs> I don't. That's not a rule. That's not like, don't like. We're not writing a, a new rule book here. Um, and and I think here's when I think talking to the dad is good, is when you have a relationship with him. But if you come out of left field, some dude he's never met, and you're like, I want to date your daughter. That could be weird. So in that situation, and I do know that what Donovan did was he talked to to men that were in leadership investment in his life here and the two of them had people that were speaking into it so it wasn't like because I would say am I right you didn't just say oh we're going to date and we don't care what anybody yeah, there else there
0: was thinks. a lot of counsel and accountability before I went into it and just talking to a lot of men about do you think this is something that I'm ready to pursue mm-hmm. yeah I think yeah. that's
3: good Yeah, that's, that is what we did as well um, had some people from People from Three Rivers, people from campus outreach at the college, to uh, sort of bounce bounce my thoughts off of and counsel me as I went forward. And so that was you.
1: I mean, I, I know the answer to this, but how speaking to these guys, how beneficial? What what benefit comes from saying let's bring a, let, let's bring leadership into our relationship, whether it's parents or other men and women? Because what a lot of people would say is, I don't want people. It's not their business. Why is, why is that a good thing?
4: Yeah, I think – so we did, you know, run into hardships in our dating relationship and especially in our engagement, and I think I was really grateful that we had been – even though it's really scary, I was really grateful that we had brought people into our relationship early on because um, when things did get really hard, they already had a little bit of understanding of who we were and our history and um, – And I I have a hard time being vulnerable. And so I like to have a face on that shows, you know, I have everything pulled together. But I think that there's a trade-off there. And if you are not willing to do that, um, you miss out on guidance. And um, you also feel really alone. And I think being really honest and letting people speak into our relationship meant that I um, realized, like, wow, not... Like married couples, you know, who are 10 years down the road with kids, they don't have it all figured out, and they don't have it all together. And um, so, yeah, I think just early on making that um, initial effort was really wonderful for us down the road.
3: Right, and the 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 model that God gave us for the church as well as for just community existence is togetherness and having people around you. And so we're not meant to exist as it's just us, you know. We're going to do this on our own um, and make our own, make our own way. We need, we need people who've gone, gone there before, people who've done things before us to be able to say, um, well, have you thought about this? Um, people to give us guidance, so. That's really good. Yeah, that's really good. Any thoughts to add? Or?
2: Yeah, I think something that was big for both of us, both separately— um, like as individuals and then together as a couple is having that discipleship on the front end. And so it wasn't like, okay, I want to start dating. So I guess I need to get accountability. Like we were already seeking that out apart from one another. And that's one of the things that I found attractive in Donovan is that he was already like seeking after accountability for men in his life, like seeking out um, his own like growth and discipleship. And so whenever the time came for us to start praying about pursuing one another I already had like married women that were discipling me or like some girls that were a little bit further along in life than me that I was able to go to with that trust and that relationship already established and it wasn't just something that like sprung up out of the blue just because I wanted to feel like I had like accountability so that I could have a relationship if that makes sense
1: yeah would you say like um I want y'all to understand one of the one of the most beneficial things what they're talking about here it's not like you're a, dated, you're, you're a 16, 17-year-old couple that's dating, and you're going to go sit at the feet of these sage counselors once a week for insight and wisdom into your life. It's more like you're just interacting and doing life with people that you can see how they're living. You know, you, you see, like, like Ann Rose said, these people are 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, um, and you see firsthand how people are, are, are successful in relationship. Like we, we were created for community. So not isolating yourself. Ladies, I would say this. If he wants to isolate you from healthy, godly relationships, if I could quote the great philosopher Vanilla Ice, <laughs> I would say drop that zero and wait for a hero. Okay? So like, like, but if he's saying, if he's trying to pull you away from people that are going to speak into your life, that's you. He needs people to speak into his life, you know, so it's like interacting with with one another in the church with older believers. That's what we're talking about. What are you going to say to Yeah,
0: I just want to add you shouldn't in your relationship. You shouldn't be doing like you're dating and engagement relationship. You shouldn't be doing anything that you wouldn't want people to know about. And I think not having that accountability in place on the front end, you were just setting yourself up for that. So, like dating and engagement is something that should happen in public, or else there's a lot that you can fall into. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. Just p- putting those barriers and protecting yourself. And I would even say we could we could talk about how important it is to protect one another from how you're using your your phone or your device. Um, I think it's important. Um, well, I, I want to come back to something um, that I think a lot of people here would would probably relate to. Um, you you mentioned that you were in an unhealthy dating relationship what does it look like when you're coming out of a but because there's a bunch of kids here who are coming out of broken busted relationships and feeling like well now what do i bring to a godly relationship i've made these
3: mistakes i've got this baggage what would you say to that yeah um one of the things about the relationship that i had when i was first when I first got to college, well, I met this girl in college. I, I wandered into the relationship. That's that's what happened. And um, the relationship sort of um, directed me instead of me directing the relationship. And so when when I met Anna Rose and I said, I, this girl's really godly and also I just like you and you seem like a really great friend, Um I wanted to direct that relationship and so that looked like me saying on our second date or something like that, hey, I really like you and uh, I think we should date more and, you know, if you're interested. (laughs) Um, And instead of, you know, I, I meet this girl, we see each other in class and just sort of turns into this, like, we're talking and there's no nothing is said explicitly and eventually it just turns into a we hang out all the time and we're pushing unhealthy boundaries and there was no intentionality about that at all um, so there's, there's that I guess and then there's also that uh, I think the way that I didn't set boundaries in this previous relationship was not a way of respecting this girl and I wanted to do that differently in, in our relationship In our dating.
1: That's good. I appreciate that. Um, Let me, let me, all right, ladies, look right here. If I think there's probably girls here and you've already given so much of yourself away emotionally, physically, spiritually, and you feel like you're lesser in value because of that, I want you to know that the way Christ values you is the way that a godly man will value you. And he's not going to hold your past against you. You have to wait for that dude. You might have to wait for that guy. And waiting might test your faith because you might believe the lie that, well, I just got to make a move here because there's nobody that's like that that's going to come for me. And that's, that's a lie. There's, there's always been godly dudes. There's, there's, this, there's this clear biblical principle that God is raising, always raising up godly men in every generation. And I know of two, I know of two couples where the wife had a, a really rough past. Both ladies were in the adult dance industry like prostitution, stuff like that. And one lady was in four, I think four marriages before she met Christ. The other one um, ran away at 16, was in New York City, like was working as, as, a, as an adult dancer and, and these godly men, it's literally the picture of redeeming love. It's the picture of Hosea. These godly men married him. They now have thriving, beautiful, gospel, dripping, saturated relationships where these women are valued because of the, the worth that they have in Christ. So don't believe the lie that, well, I've already made mistakes, so what's it matter? I'll just keep going down this path. Um, and I would say for you men, you need to man up and start acting like the man that God's called you to be because there's a deficit right now in your generation of godly dudes that, aren't, that are willing to not play games with their teenage years and say, I'm going to take strides towards becoming the man that God wants me to be. Like, you need to grow up as a dude. Look at me, men. You need to grow up. You're living in a society, in a cultural construct that's saying they're, they're trying to compress and depress what God has said men should be we sh- meant God has given us such powerful but beautiful guidelines and parameters for manhood. We're to be forgiving, gracious, loving, strong, defensive, protective, like, like healing, patient. God's called us to do those things. And the average, normal, day to day teenage boy, and I will use the word boy because there is no semblance of manhood in that kind of behavior only wants to use relationships for personal gain, selfish personal gain. Men, let's be the men God's called us to be. I, 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 and I want to tell you that saying, I believe in you. Like, I believe you can do that. I believe you can be that. I believe God will raise you up to be the man that he intends for you to be. But you've got to make the commitment to do that. You've got to make, draw the hard line and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand right here, stand my ground, and be the man that God's called me to be. Don't believe the lie that your past defines your future. It does not. Past never defines the future when the gospel is in the equation. Um, okay, let's. let's we're going to wind this down. Um, couple, couple more questions. Um, what I, I, w- I want to be careful um, that we don't intrude into the private and sacred nature of your relationships. But are are you comfortable sharing? It doesn't have to be we did this right or we did this wrong. We don't have to know that you did it right or did it wrong. But at this point, you know what healthy physical boundaries are. And you guys have already answered this. I wonder if y'all would add anything to that. Like to protect that, that's the sacred role of sexual experiences in a relationship before you're married. Parameters, like is there anything that, that you guys learned and that you would share? Yeah.
3: Um, Let's see. I feel like that could be an hour-long conversation. Um, <laughs> I, I would say um, one thing was... I'm trying to think of what the best avenue to take is. Gosh, there's so many. Um, the y'all, y'all may have heard this analogy before, but the, the cord of three strands in a relationship being emotional uh spiritual and physical uh between a man and a woman they 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 want to grow together at the same time um and so we were just trying to be careful to grow our relationship at a rate um emotionally and spiritually that matched the physical element of our relationship so when when your parents weren't Really happy with the idea of us getting married at the age of 18, um, and uh, I was graduating. Uh, I was like, "Well, we, you know, we really want to continue this relationship. We were already there." Her sister-in-law used the um, analogy of a baby in a onesie that's outgrowing the onesie that you can't keep the baby in that same onesie. You know.
4: Boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, you've outgrown. Yeah, like... Yeah, like, almost, like, there is a point at which your relationship can't stay within the parameters of being boyfriend and girlfriend and Mm -hmm. still be healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, And we realized that and sought counsel and had people speak into our lives. Um, You know, I think sometimes it's like people will say, like, well, Christians just get young, or get married young because they want to have sex. And I think, well that might be the case for some people, but if you are really like emotionally and spiritually aware and having people speak into where your relationship is at, it can actually put a lot of strain on your relationship to not be able to be married. Um, So we actually felt that strain, and so um, we were not allowed to get married, and we had people speaking into our life saying, you know, we actually think that being married would be a really healthy, good thing for you guys, and we think you guys are... Spiritually and emotionally ready, Um, but because we were trying to honor my parents' wishes, um, we, (laughs) do you want to say, Graham actually moved away for a while.
3: Yep, I did. I I went about as far away as you could go. went to New Zealand. (laughs) Um, That was a a boundary. Yeah, it was good boundaries, you know, like the Pacific Ocean. Um, That is crazy. (laughs) That's um, the smartest idea I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) It worked. I mean... (laughs) Yeah, you did not lay a hand on her. That's right. That's right. Um, But uh, in that, our relationship did continue to grow uh, spiritually and emotionally as we, you know, WhatsApped and called and and did all that. Uh, So when we got, when I came back after eight or nine months, it was really important for us to recognize that. The emotional and the spiritual are way up here, and the physical is way down here, and it's about us trying catch up. Uh, so we we did uh, get we got married pretty quick after that. Um, had a pretty short engagement. <laughs> That's good. That's I, I love the way you just explained that. I hope
1: y'all. I hope that connect. That's really insightful. I really appreciate that uh, because even you know I'm thinking little and I let Kilby, our oldest daughter, get married right after she turned nineteen to a twenty seven year old man and people are like, Y'all are crazy but you just articulated well that the same experience, including he spent that year on the mission field prior to anyway. Um yeah, and it's much richer. It's not shallow. It's rich. You know, that that's a rich experience. Um so
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know um, I heard from a lot of old people who are married that um, they, they speak a lot of, like, you know, intimacy is, like, great within marriage, but it's not going to last because, you know, eventually you're going to get older, and then those things are going to be harder to do, um, and so, like, if you're, if you're building, well, hang on, I have a, I have a point with this, and... So that should not be anything that you build your relationship off of. And that was something that I knew going into it is like, if I'm going into this because of wanting to like fulfill my physical desires, ultimately, like I'm going to be disappointed in the end. And you're just, you're just dumping lighter fluid on a fire. It's not built with any good sticks or logs that are going to keep it burning and keep it healthy. Those sticks and logs are the spiritual aspects of it and having a strong relationship with the Lord first Um, and just prioritizing the other person's emotions and making sure those things are healthy. Um, so that's really like in the dating relationship, like one boundary we have, we didn't, like, we didn't kiss until we were engaged because I knew that was the first thing I wanted. And if that happened, you're just going to want the next thing. Um, so just staying a few steps away from like, you know, going down that, that path. Do you want to?
4: And I would
2: say, like, um, that's not going to be, like, the the rule for, like, every relationship. And I don't think that for every couple, you know, you're going to have the conviction of not wanting to, like, kiss each other or thinking that that's something that's, I I wrote it, worded that wrong. We wanted to kiss each other. But, like, not um, thinking that um that would be like beneficial but um just with us like praying about it separately and thinking about like things from our own past and like how like we just knew our own hearts and our own desires and how we saw that to be like an area that was going to be a weak spot for us and that was going to make it really easy for us to like slip into sin so we just decided um instead of like prolonging like Um, the time that we were going to be like kissing but not able to really go anywhere past that we just decided not to do that Um, and like I said that's not to be like legalistic or say like if you aren't doing that in your relationship then it's not honoring to the Lord because I definitely think um, that can be handled in a way that can be honoring to the Lord depending on like where your intentions are and how you go about it Um, but I'm really grateful that we didn't do that because we were able to have a really short engagement and only be engaged for four months so once we were like incorporating more of like an intimate physical aspect into our relationship, such as kissing, it was like we knew that we were going to be getting married quickly. And so I think that really alleviated like a lot of the temptation that we would have fallen into if we didn't do that.
3: Yeah, and I just want to say we didn't do it perfect. We definitely didn't do it perfectly. Um, but that's where having people who were in sort of counselor roles and advisor mm-hmm. roles could come and step in and help us talk through things. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want it to, like, come across as, yeah, we have these boundaries, and we did it. Hmm. We did it all perfect. That's
1: good. Um, I want to end with a couple of fun ones. Proposals. Y'all's proposal. Okay, this proposal is next level. I don't know y'all's proposal. I just know when I mean I remember when you got proposed. I knew it was coming a few days out so um anyway, let's
4: you just tell it I'll take this. one. just just
1: um, brief brief overview
4: cuz there's
3: okay. a lot of detail.
4: Yeah. About. Yeah. So, uh my parents were, you know, a little on the edge. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> I I forgot about this part. We were I wanted to I wanted to ask her parents um official, official, um, what's permission, the, permission yeah, blessing. Uh, blessing, and so we went to Subway, and I was talking to, <laughs> I was talking to her mom and dad, and, um, you know, her mom went to the bathroom, and, uh, <laughs> and I leaned over to her dad, and I was like, so, how do you feel about this, and he was like, I think it's great, yeah, and then when she came back, it was sort of like, so... What did you want to ask us? <laughs> um, and so we had that conversation. I got a tentative sort of yes, and then they said, "So when do you when do you think you'll be asking her to marry you?" And I said, um, "In about an hour." Uh, <laughs> so so that's where that began, yeah. and I guess the rest of this.
4: Yeah. So then we went on a hike, and uh, we. Finished the hike by going back a different way, and uh, <laughs> Graham had made a fort <laughs> in the woods. Um, anyway, inspired by a children's story, and he proposed at this like really pretty little house made of like sticks and flowers. Because and it's a,
1: your f- there's significance to the children's yeah, story. Yeah, so
4: that there's a children's book that I really love with Robin and Marian, like Robin and Maid Marian, and there's like a little. Like house in this children's book and so it was he kind built of it. inspired yeah inspired by this little children's book house yeah. so
1: all the girls were just like
3: it was adorable
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know what I, i'm curious so it actually it worked out really good um because it was a weekend that her parents just happened to be coming into town already and so my parents were also coming into town and so they had rented a cabin for like, do you want to say something? Yeah.
2: <laughs> but the thing is this weekend was the weekend that we were going to a concert in Atlanta that I bought tickets for, for, for his birthday. And I was upset because I was like, why did you invite your parents to town? We're going to this concert. And so anyways, that was just my little thing. So I was, anyways, go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, both parents, it said the parents were in town, um, I told her parents to make, so it was on a Sunday, they were in the whole weekend, Um, but I told her parents to make her think that they were leaving after church that Sunday so she wouldn't get suspicious, but in reality, they were going to this other cabin that my parents had, and all of our friends and family were there, so after church on Sunday, uh, my friend, and he was my best man, Connor Long, wherever he is, um, he went to, y'all can clap for Connor, he's pretty cool. (laughs) But he, he went to this spot that me and Elizabeth went on a lot of dates at, and we would set up picnics. It was this bridge that's over the river um, that would go whitewater rafting on. And so he set up string lights. There was a photographer there. And so after church, I texted him, and he was he called me and was like, hey, man, my car broke down. I need you to come get me. And so that was the the lie. I was like, Elizabeth, before we go to the cabin, we've got to go pick up Connor. And so I was like, okay, but I need you, after you call me, I need you to leave because – As much as I love you, buddy, I don't want you there for this.
2: He didn't leave.
0: (laughs) He did not leave. And we
1: clapped for him. What in the world?
0: (laughs) But it was really funny because I was like, dude, why didn't you leave? Like you set up everything. You didn't have to stay and watch. And his response is, well, it meant a lot to me that I could be there to watch it. (laughs)
2: But so anyways, we're driving in the car and I think in my head, not thinking that we were going to get engaged, but I was like, this would be such a good ploy. He should use this when we actually get engaged. So I'll be surprised because I want to be surprised. So it like wasn't on my radar at all. Well, then we get there and we pull up to this bridge and I like knew as soon as I saw the bridge and there were string lights everywhere and then I saw Connor in his car and I rolled down the window and I looked at Connor and I went I'm freaking out I'm freaking out I'm freaking out I'm freaking out and he was like eh. and then I looked at Donovan and he was like it's okay you're gonna be okay we can get out of the car and I was like but I'm freaking out I know what's about to happen and then you were like get out of the car it'll be okay and so then I got out of the car and then he asked me to marry him and then I said yes and then we took pictures
1: Uh, I would like to reference the first question of the day, which was, who's the better storyteller? That was well done. Well done. Thank you all so much for coming out and letting us bombard you. Thanks
0: for listening. We hope this has encouraged you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to give us a rating and review. And for more Snowbird content, check out our other podcast, No Sanity Required.